Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace, our sponsors today, Mainstream Marketing, Boyd's One Stop, and the Belleville Meat Market. And uh, we're going to the playoffs. Houston Texans, can you believe that? I know you're excited, Jace. Oh, that's cool. All right. Uh, Looking at weather right now, it's 49 down on the island in Galveston and uh, clouds and some sun this morning with more clouds for the afternoon with rain coming again. High 58, east-northeast winds 15 to 25 today. Right now there's not any wind at all. But uh, tonight cloudy skies early, then off and on rain and showers overnight with a low of 57, east-southeast winds 15 to 25. That rain chance tonight, they're throwing about an 80% chance of rain on that. And winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles an hour. Goodness. And then for tomorrow, windy with showers and thunderstorms, likely potential for severe thunderstorms again. Man, I can't remember January where we had all this thunder and lightning. But anyway, south winds 20 to 30, rain chance 100%, rainfall possibly over an inch, maybe two in some places. Depends on where you're at, what bands hit you. But, uh, more rain. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have a low coming up at 6.44 a.m. It's a negative 0.6. And then a high this afternoon at 3.41 p.m., a 1.1. 7.14 a.m. sunrise, 5.36 p.m. sunset. Moon phase, 25%. Current conditions right now, down on the Galveston Channel, we have a one-mile-an-hour wind with no direction. It's just variable uh, it's 53 degrees with 58-degree water. Eagle Point, 54 with 57-degree water. East-northeast wind at 6. And at Morgan's Point up in the north end of the complex, uh, air temperature is 49 degrees with 57-degree water and a north-northeast wind at 5. So uh, wind's not a factor yet. They're calling for high winds today, but if you get out early, maybe you can avoid all that. Get them and get in before it starts. Anyway, all right, well, let's uh, run over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with the old hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond, and see what he's up to. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, man? 
Good morning, Captain Mickey. How you doing, buddy? Couldn't be better. It's all good. Well, we've got a kind of a zero. I mean, zero. I'm looking at it and going, hey, something's got to be wrong. It's calm. <laughs> no wind. No wind. And, uh, uh, well, uh, can't say can't say too much uh, about fishing because um, I haven't had any reports. And, um, man, I just stayed up and watched that game last night. And look, it, <laughs> I hate to admit a, it, but I fell asleep <laughs> when it was 14 oh, no. to 14. They missed the field goal, and I just I conked out. I can't that believe was it. it. That, I was on the edge yeah. of my seat and fell asleep like that. But uh, hey, holy maybe holy. that maybe that's what uh, helped us win. You know, uh, I'm just proud of uh, D'Amico Ryan's and what he's done with this team, and and um, I'm just just great uh, 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 camaraderie, I guess you want to call it, man, because uh, they actually looked pretty good last time. Shoot. Yeah, except for I mean, stopping the run. They couldn't have stopped an ice cream truck there for a while. <laughs> Man, Taylor was just – well, their offensive line was just blowing us off the ball. But, holy hey, we prevailed. Holy. Can you believe we went to Indy and beat them? I mean, that's, that's like well, an we're old a different team. Yeah, we're a different team than we were. You know, what we play them the second game of the season, we're a lot, lot different ball team, so – well, there I we tell go. you what, they uh, what a turnaround! They, uh, yeah, that 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 was great. Uh, that was a great game. Um, we uh, down here in Surfside, uh, it's just tough. I mean, uh, far as fishing, uh, the wind blowing one way, and you know, uh, I don't know, east east wind, northeast wind, northwest wind. Yeah, every, it's every, just all over the place with these fronts coming through frequently. It's hard to put a finger on it, yeah. but uh, this time of year is uh, is what we usually do: is just get back in those ditches and drains and canals and stuff, and work, uh, you know, the ledges and and right. this and that. You know, try, just trying to, uh, you know, what we do and trying to trying to find uh, fish that want that that are hungry, you know, and and uh, using soft plastics. Uh, Eighth ounce lead head and maybe a quarter ounce lead head. It depends on how you like to work it over the shell. Uh, myself, I like the eighth ounce out, eighth ounce, and it, uh, you know, just to uh, uh, kind of finesse, finesse the bait over the rocks and stuff. There's so much shell and so much um, debris and stuff on the bottoms of it here, you know, or where anywhere you go. It just mm -hmm. depends on what you like to do to. Uh, you know, to work that shit or work the with the work the bait. But uh no um uh, uh dark colored plastics, you know, uh bright sunshine the way it is right now, Captain Mickey, um, it doesn't matter. You could I don't know, you can't put a finger on it. One day they bite and one day they don't. But this is that time of year the way where uh fish are really finicky. And uh, they've already been through trials and tribulations, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, man, we can't, you know, we throw plastics at them and we throw lead heads at them. And it just depends on uh, what you like to do and how you like to feel that bait. 
I like finessing over the shell and stuff and just uh, you know I know I'm I'm just rattling on this morning man that was a heck of a day last <laughs> night but, but but anyway uh this time of year the bite is so subtle and so soft and it's it's really hard to uh, distinguish when you get a bite or not but it d- depends on you know your bait or whatever but but myself, me, uh, one eighth ounce, light, light head. Uh, I, I work the currents, I work the edges and the ledges and and this and that and all of it. Man, look, um, it's it's that time of year. Most fish are hungry. They they go two or three days without eating and and then uh, then they're gonna eat. There's no ifs ands and buts about it. They're yeah. they're gonna eat. You know, you just got to be, it's one of those deals where, you you know, timing and, and um, the people and, and your, you know, whatever you want to do, just go ahead and, um, man, I'm, I'm rattling on this morning, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I'm going, Captain Mickey, it ain't been real, real good over here. And when all that went, we got two and a half inches of rain last week, we got an inch and a quarter the other just the other day so we are sopped i mean i mean really, yeah same way over my place. way i've had i don't know around five and two events well when i went to I'm, south texas i emptied my rain gauge well it was overflowing when i dumped it yesterday so well believe six. me uh brazoria county uh we've had at least five maybe a little more five mm-hmm. inches or so in the last week or two and uh uh, goodness gracious, Captain Mickey, the great, the, the, the mosquitoes are still tearing us up. I mean, we, you just can't, um, yeah, they're bad. I mean, they are bad. Yeah. They're, they're bad. And, uh, anyway, our tides, uh, pulled back to normal and actually pulled back a little lower than normal, uh, uh, this afternoon. And, uh, uh, I'm watching birds and stuff. You know, not seagulls, but different kind of birds. And we have those diving, uh, diving ducks, and uh, uh, you know, kind of like uh, cormorants and this and that. And they're, you think the birds are working, but it's it's not. It's just a bunch of activity going on. Yeah, you but, see uh, that a lot in the wintertime. Those water turkeys will get all over, you know, a bunch of birds. Lord have mercy. And uh, the birds work them, and uh, you think, well, I'm gonna catch some fish out of this, and. Ninety-nine percent of the time, nothing. You know, it's just dead under them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, uh, what's it? What's it like on your end? Or most guys, I know they are. And that's a stupid question, but they're getting out of the boat, and I know they're they're wading them up this time of yeah, year. Yeah, there's a little bit uh, of wading going on, and uh, some fish being caught. You know, it's uh between these fronts, and right after them, those fish will be in there shallow. But they're all. Everything's kind of set up to deep water access where they can roll out deep when a front hits and those tides drop real big time. They got easy access to deeper structure. And it's uh Man, that's a, it's that's, winter that's, fishing, that's, you know, and in and mud shell mix, is. that's a good uh combination right now. And I don't think it's really got cold enough to really just put them in pure mud, you know, on shorelines no. where you know, it gets a lot warmer after a front. 
you know, and, and uh, that, that'll come as we get colder. I mean, the water temperatures right. are still, you know, in the upper 50s. That's, that's still warm for this time of year, water temp-wise. Well, I'll tell you what. I haven't been out on the water this week, and, and um, I've got all my stuff and all my ducks in a row, and I'm ready to go. But uh, it's just no takers right now, and it's just that time of year. And, and man, uh, <clears throat> what we do this time of year is just uh, go on the ledges and the ditches and drop-offs and, you know, the, the little channels and stuff like that. And, and if it gets too cold, the fish are going to be gone. But as it is right now, uh, we've been doing great, Captain Mickey. I mean, far yeah, as... And- we're getting into that time of year where it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, the pattern's going to be fishing a lot of drains and drop-offs and points. and Yes, sir. You know, with mud shell mixed on them and everything, that kind of holds fish. And what I'm seeing, a lot of the fish are getting on finger mullet right now on that pattern. So hard baits ought to start working pretty good, you know, like uh, Miradines and and even the soft dines, corky bites, you know, just different baits, lilies, hot rods, mirror lures. But uh, it is it is hard to beat a soft plastic hands down any time of the year. Lord period, have mercy. You know? You're making my mouth water just by <laughs> – man, you you got it. You, you got it, and God darn it. Uh, man, uh, we're so blessed down here. And uh, you know what I mean, or just or yeah. where we're positioned along the Gulf Coast, and and uh, you know what I mean. It just, it just we have shallow bays, and we have deep bays, and we have deep access to the jetties and to the pass and all that stuff. And and uh, I could yeah, plus your I bayous and rivers, and you know all that. Yes, uh, sir. Just fish. Yes, ages. sir. And I look, we look, we come across that Brazos River yesterday, uh, going out. To my buddies in looking uh, right Victoria. now. Oh, it's kind of kind of ugly looking. <laughs> well, and we're getting it's, to the point too. Anyway. We're so saturated. We're going to start getting a lot of runoffs with these rains, and it's going to change water conditions. I don't think it'll be enough unless you get a real big event, but it won't be enough right. to push any fish around. It just uh, messes the water up. No, and that's uh, I'm like I'm saying that Brazos River, buddy, is. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's got some fresh water and it's coming out, man. Yeah. And so what that will do is that'll push our fish to one end of the bay or the other, or sure. push them out to the jetties or down to. The, uh, it, it's just you got to play it. You got to play. You just got to use it to your favor. You know, it'll it'll concentrate That's fish. It. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, well Hammer, I'm I'm glad uh, glad you stayed up and watched the Texans. I, I'm re-watching it now. I'm watching it's uh, a replay on the NFL channel, so I'm getting to see all the stuff I missed last night. I just couldn't oh, stay awake. Man. I just, you know, the schedule <laughs> I got is kind of kind of awesome. weird, man. Awesome. But, uh, we won. We won. We did. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about going fishing with you, give them a number, my friend. Yes, sir. They can always reach me at 713-208-0683. Sorry, I'm a little <laughs> under hey, the weather right, this bud. morning. It's Sunday morning. It's uh, <laughs> yes, that time sir. of year. Hey, what we deal love with. Love y'all, man. And, uh, All we'll right, talk Glenn. To you next week. See yes, you, sir. buddy. All right, later. All right, that's the Hammer in the Tri-Barrier. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Sunday morning. It is 417 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go down to Freeport. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor this morning and see what he's up to. Nalem, what is happening? What's up, Captain Maggie? How you doing this morning? Oh, man. Well, you sound bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, well, I, I probably sound that way, but... Uh, <laughs> You're not? I, I, <laughs> you got a Texans hangover, too? <laughs> <laughs> I got old Monty Carter with me. He's here. Hey, uh, Monty. What's up, Captain? Not too much. He's hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. Man, we uh we woke up, of course, Texas. Man, I tell you what, I was I was watching glimpses of it, you know, last night, but uh looked like it was a pretty dang good game. It uh, was. It really was. He, it's, he, uh, kind of the half the offense, what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh we eked out a playoff berth, so that's, man, that's saying something for us. We hadn't said that in a while, Texans in the playoffs. That's, no, that's right. Sounds like we earned it a little bit this year. Yeah. Man, we, you know, it's it's January uh, 6th or 7th, I guess it is today, and yeah. uh, that Winter Wahoo Championship, a couple other tournaments started up. Right. And uh, the boys are out fishing. They didn't keep state water snipers. Yeah. I mean, that's another topic. Yeah. That's a, uh, anyways, that I'm, yeah, we're staring out. State water stuff's closed right now, right? No. Well, that is a, I tell you what, I've gotten probably 
10 or 12 phone calls this week with that same question. And uh, you know what? The only person I haven't called is my buddy Game Warden, you know. But I think I hooked back up on the first. Oh, it, it did? Because I knew they closed it. Which I mean, I hadn't seen that the, before, but, you know, it's. It, then I did see a guy on Facebook saying he was catching, you know, book trips. Uh, we can go get some state water, state water snapper and do this or that, you know. And I'm going, well, they opened it back up, I guess. So, who knows? You know, it, it, uh, it man, this is like, this is kind of the same theme that uh, that Noah did about five or six years ago. They were the, the world's worst about, you know, advertising when these things open and close. So, if you look on the Texas Parks and Wildlife, uh website right now it says that it's open it's open year round right. and then it has a bottom that says it's uh unless we decide that the quota has been met and we can close it but it doesn't never it doesn't say it's closed there's nothing in definitive that says it is they published an article you know what three months ago saying that they were going to close it mid-november yeah, and they said at least through december 31st or yep. 30th and uh, they didn't define when they were going to open it back up or even if they were going to open it back up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, you know, in situations like this, you know, as well as I know, I mean, call, call the game warden. They're the ones that are going to know, you know, immediately um, as far as I understand. And really, what does my understanding matter anyways? But uh, I think that I would feel like it's open you know, had was open January 1st. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, it's uh, one of those things, you know, you don't want to go get caught caught with them and, they're, and it's closed. I guarantee you that. It's going to be a bad day, you know. So, mm -hmm. call around, find out. But, you know, Wahoo, now, they're open 20, all year long. There's no there's no right. season on them. They're out there crushing them. This, uh, this is our first little weather window in a while. Unfortunately, it's not a real big one. You know, they, they, uh, I, I think by about nine o'clock this morning, it's going to be blowing out of the east about 13 knots. Coming back to Freeport is probably not nearly as bad as going back to, to Galveston or something, but, uh, yeah. it ain't going to be, it's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. I wouldn't be excited about running through it. Monty, yeah. you, uh, you decide, you think it, that ain't no big I deal. I think you go. Big fast boat, go there, get them, get home, get home, whack them and stack them, whack them and stack them, run home. You, know, yeah. you only need like three. Yeah, well, for the way in, you got three months to catch them. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, they're gonna go out there and catch twenty. If it's hot, you All know, right. every boat's gonna go out there and catch twenty of them. All right, they, do. they love them. I mean, they want to bring piles of them back. So everybody does. Well, I I gotta agree with them. That's a great fish to eat. I'll tell you, it's one of my it's favorite sure. offshore fish is the wahoo. It sure is. But yeah, you know, you, I mean, even even out there at the gardens, you can kill that bite pretty quick within a few days. You know, go out there and pound them real hard. Right. And uh, it could be a week or two before they come back. You know that people treat them a lot like kingfish too, where they you know they have a lot of teeth. Yes, but uh, you know. I mean, you don't have to gaff them. Every, you know, you can you can take them take them out. Yeah, take yeah. the lures out, let them go. But anyways, yeah. 
We whack saw them and stack them, whack them and stack them, kill them all. <laughs> kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we were we were looking at a, a, a Monty's buddy down in Cabo right now is is actually apparently uh, smashing a bunch of marlin and he's yeah. in, in tuna as well. Yeah. Oh, Travis Joyce. Travis Joyce. He just took a boat out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it sounds like fishing's good, you know, in the Gulf of Mexico, anyways. Maybe even Cabo. Right. Yeah, James, what the, uh, he was he was saying yesterday morning that Cameron they've been doing pretty good, you know, down there at Los Wanos. Oh, really? Yeah, they had two okay. black marlin the other day and a couple of blues the day before that or something, and lots of sales right now. So they're they're staying busy. They're catching them. Is James, is James down there with him or is no? It just it's Cameron? just Cameron's down there. Oh, okay. What boat is he on? Do you know? Uh, he didn't say. I don't know. I don't know whose boat he's on this time. You know, Cameron, he's on a boat somewhere. Oh, man, he's on somewhere some pretty Somewhere on the boat. globe. <laughs> he's a go-getter, man. <laughs> I mean, he lives the dream, you know. We're just back here cleaning up. You know, we were, uh, Monty and I were talking about the uh, flounder, you know, situation around here. So, uh, you know, a friend of mine went down south last weekend right they went yeah. finished up some duck hunting down there yeah, stabbed yeah. stabbed several good ones yeah uh galveston couple couple buddies over there still catching several yeah. here in freeport nothing yeah. i mean it is desolate it is like the desert that something? It, i don't know where they went it's crazy must have went to 88 north i guess yeah must have. <laughs> oh, oh i've been three trips and i ain't seen a flounder not yeah, a you do a lot of flounder, and that's that's saying something right there. You're not seeing them; they're not there. I don't know where they are. I guess they went offshore. You know the 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 bait. You know, normally, like he was talking about, like you know, I live up here in the old Brazos, you know, and and it's real deep back in here. So those fish will tend to collect during during about this time of the year back up here in the in the deep stuff. And and I'm just not seeing the bait either. We he, we went out the other day right after i did the show and and it was uh we didn't hardly see any bait or anything i mean it was actually right. uh, it was very odd you know I don't, I don't know what happened you know offshore right now out to about 60 something miles it's it's like really i mean there's hydrilla it, there's got to be hydrilla out probably 75 80 miles right now it's everywhere and it's uh it's real that real murky green water must have been a bunch of fresh water dump out but uh, the brazos actually is in is pretty clear right now so it, man i don't understand it it's kind of brown day. i look at it not every day yeah anyway yeah, i'm thinking that's that. what hammer was saying earlier it's looking kind of that clay red look to it, it all look pretty good. rain here lately the brazos did it's starting to look pretty rough it ain't green pretty no more Oh wow! I looked at your state; it was kind of brown, like yeah. coffee—not black coffee, but a little crank. Maybe that maybe that has something to do with the flounder. Then I mean, you know, well, I mean, previous to that though, it was green and it was, you know, we're still uh, not seeing anything. We could probably got I don't know, five or six miles of it the other night. We didn't see a one, not a one. I'm yeah. thinking maybe the red tide right before they 
the ones that made it left out of here or something. I don't know where they are. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I ain't heard anybody catch them on rod and reel. I had a buddy that stayed down in Mount Surprises the other day. He didn't catch a one. So he caught black drum and sheepheads. Yeah. Lots of sheepheads. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sheep season again. I'm seeing piles of them, you know, kill shots, table table shots, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> a lot of a lot of sheephead and some big ones. They're catching some pretty big ones right now. What do you What do you catch right? You're on some big trout, or you uh, you doing reds right now? Or I haven't been catching anything but some South Texas hunting, and uh, I'm back now, so I'll uh, start fishing again. But I, I got you. And I saw a big you? deer while I was down there, and I I may have to mo do a quick turnaround and go back for make a good quick two two and a half day hunt, see if I can get him. He's a good yeah. man. He's beautiful. Uh oh. Yeah. That's your white. Huh? I had two hunts left. Not on the on the third to last hunt. I saw him that morning after the fog lifted. He was running a scrape. He went over and rubbed and. And uh, did his rub and scrape deal, and he was looking across the fence on the property I was on, and uh, and he's he, that property on the other side of the fence. Nobody hunts it; it's like thirty thousand acres, and many big old bucks come from over there, and you know, on hot does. And he he was smelling the air; he was running his trap lines, and. <laughs> He was looking for a doe, and I just knew he was going to jump the fence. And I waited and waited, and he finally uh, just walked on off into the brush. So I know he's there. It's a mm -hmm. good, prettiest deer have I've seen, seen in years. Perfect. Have you, have you seen him on trail cams before? You think he'll, he'll no, come back? No, he's, he's on the other property, and he just comes over to our side to uh, get him a hot <coughs> doe or what have you, or maybe eat a little corn. But... uh so far, nobody's seen him since. That's good. Yeah. Maybe he's waiting on me. Yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Rattle some horn and bring him over to you. I tried hey, rattling. Yeah. It's not working that good right now down there. I, I rattled several days, and uh, all I could get was a bunch of youngsters coming around looking. Yeah. You know, trying to. Just yeah. Kind of looking around like what's going on, but. Uh, None of the bucks. I think I saw one buck that had a tine broke off. They hadn't been fighting much yet. It's it's just now getting going down there where I'm at, you know, yeah. in Plains. How did you? What would you do uh, if if you had a big buck like that? You need to get you didn't want to rattle hard. I, don't know. I might just act like that fence wasn't there. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, no, you can't do that. I mean, it's. It's tempting, like, but it's not worth it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. Because uh, you know he's coming across that fence, whether it's during the night or when you're not there. But, uh, yeah, he's going to see you one day. He's got his rubs and scrapes down that fence line, so he'll uh, he'll screw up. When he does, somebody will get him. I hope it's me. Yeah, you're going to get him. You go down there and sit, you'll get it. It just, I ran out of time. I had to get back, and uh, if I could probably made two or three more hunts on him, I, I might have had a shot at him. What's the uh, what's the biggest deer you saw down there, uh, you know, in terms of, I mean, even one that got away, y'all have one that you hunted for a long that time. One, the, Blaine's got a big one he calls uh, Rudolph. Uh, oh. It's a big 12-pointer, but it's it's just... He can't get a read on this deer. It's so big. You know, it look, 
in some photos it looks like a three, three and a half year old, and other photos it looks like it's five or six. So it's it's hard to read those deer down there sometimes because you got big bodied deer and you've got smaller bodied deer, even though they're age. You just have to really look them over good before you commit to whether you want to take them or not. And uh, it's a big 12-pointer with split brows. I mean, it's beautiful deer, too. I mean, awesome. But that 10 that I saw there, I mean, that's just pick the gun up and stick it out the window and shoot him. There ain't no doubt about nothing. <laughs> what mean, do you think? Just... <laughs> you any ideas of what you think they score? I think this one that I was looking at is in that 160 class, which is really nice for, you know, open range, low fence. It's a really good deer. Yeah. High fence, it wouldn't be nothing to ride home about, but uh, for a pure wild deer, that's a good one, man. And he's he's six. He's at least six years old. He's got a big old neck and chest on him, and he's over 200 pounds. He's a big boy. And when the horns wow. look that good on a deer that big, they're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the biggest you shot down there while you were at uh, KG? Uh, I think maybe 157 or something. Good. 157. Shoot, that's a stud. Yeah, that was a yeah, good one. For most An people. An 856? <laughs> 157, yeah. Golly. And that oh, was eight-point, Yes, sir. That's my dream bug, bust, you know, shoot an eight-point over 150 inches. That's yeah. That's my dream I bug. Last year, and I asked him about a big eight. Told him I was looking for a 160. He said, come on down. I got you one for about eight grand. I said, yeah, I don't know. I have to pass. <laughs> yeah, you better chew on that booger slow. <laughs> eight grand. <laughs> Anyway, I like eight pointers. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like all of my antlers, but I'm stuck on eights right now. Yeah, eights are big time. That one fifty six or one fifty seven, real wide. He was big old, yeah, big old scoop. Yeah, it was twenty six and an eighth inside on spread. Wow, they they didn't go like oh. straight out. They got no, a little bit pretty good. Yeah, you know, I well, looked at a stud eight. He's about six years old. And uh, I looked at him every day. He'd come, he'd show up, show up every other day. I guess he'd run does for a day and then come eat corn for a day. I mean, he'd sit out there and eat corn. He'd work two different senderas, and he'd eat corn for two hours plus, like he was starving to death. But he's, uh, if that deer would have been three or four inches wider, I'd have probably shot him, and put him on my wall. He's gorgeous. Wow, big well, you are horn eight, real tall. G2s are like 12 or 14 inches, and, I mean, he's oh, just good main beams. Just He just doesn't have any width to him. Yeah. What's that, though? What, what, when Elliot shot that one, he shot a 12 that was, like, in the 170s, right, or close oh, to it? He shot a 204 or something. A 204. That's free range rights, too, you know. A 204, I think it had broke off a time or two. I'm yeah. Yeah. Biggest deer they've actually killed off that range, but there's quite a few 160s and 170s. I think they're about everywhere down there. Yeah, you know the road over uh, there in Carrizo, they shoot a lot of 180s and 200s. I guess some oh, yeah. do. Uh, I always hear them talking about that red sand. I don't know what that sand's got to do with it, but Elliott's Ranch don't have that red sand. But if you take another road out of town, it does, and they got a lot of big deer. I don't know what that sand's got to do with it, but 
minerals or something in the I sand. Guess. I heard that's I've heard multiple people say that about the on, on the and, and I guess that other ranch feeds a lot of double down protein feed or double down dish protein yeah. feed. Something about got a bunch of cotton seed or something in it. I don't know. Yeah, that uh <laughs> you know, packs protein of, definitely works. We know that after all the years everybody experimenting with it. Let me knock this break out. I'll come right back to y'all. Y'all hang on, I'll be right back. All right, you're listening to The Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's uh, 437 here in the Bayou City. I had a text from a listener during the break said, you know, when you're saying a deer, you're judging a deer is in a 160 class buck. What does that really mean? What goes into consideration? Well, you, you look at everything on him, length of the main beams, the uh, width, the inside spread, how wide he is, uh, tine length, you know, his, uh, his brow tines and uh, G2s, 3s, 4s, however many tines he's got on each side, plus mass, you know, the thickness of the horns. You get a lot of, a lot of extra measurement in inches out of mass when you measure around the you know, on the base of the uh, main beams by the uh, tine length. And, uh, you know, it it all comes together. And, and it's an educated guess. You just got to look them over, and it's a guesstimate because a lot of times we shoot deer that we think are something else, and then uh, you get that ground shrinkage. You know, you think you got a 140 or 150 class buck, and he turns out to be a 135. They just look totally different when they're alive. They always look bigger, kind of like that fish in the water when you get it up next to the boat, huh, guys? It looks like a monster, and you get in the boat, and it's not as big as you thought it was. Are they there? Did I lose them? No, no, no. no. Okay, there they are. They had us on mute or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that ground shrinkage to kill a deer. 
a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only deer but, I've ever shot in my whole life that I, that I that it actually grew <laughs> when yeah. I looked walked up to it on the ground was that big six point I shot about three years ago. It uh, yeah. I kept walking up on that deer, and it just kept getting wider and longer. The main beams, and the I'm just going, man, that that's yeah, more of a deer than I thought it was. And which, you know, <laughs> what I thought it was was a monster six anyway. But it just, man, after we measured it and uh, scored it, we just we were just mind boggled. Well, wow. Yeah, that was that was a that was a deer of a lifetime. There's no doubt about that. That's, oh, you uh, take that deer and you throw some G threes and G fours on him, and he's a book deer. I mean, he's going to make the book. Uh, he had everything, you know, the big main beams and the mass, and and uh, he had everything but uh, horns. Let me ask you this: Do you think if you would have let him let him live for a couple more years, you think he would have? come out with anything bigger no, probably not he would have probably gone on the downside i think he's probably been a six-pointer his entire life yeah wow They'd, uh, i think they find him when they get about five or six years old too yeah he was six so you know that uh that was probably the right time to shoot him so going along with that same uh, uh question hell you of know, a cold buck <laughs> What do you what do you use to judge? Like, do you use do you look at their ears versus where their horns end to kind of judge the width and stuff like yeah, that? that I mean, that's kind of how you get your width, especially if they'll turn away from you and with their head up looking away. You can judge by the width of their horns out past their ears. And, sure. Uh, you get them, you get them well out there. You're looking twenty to twenty two, twenty three inches wide. You know, it's it that that's the first thing it just grabs you is that width. And uh then you start looking him over when he turns his head sideways, you can see how long those main beams are and how big the base is and you know, all that mass and all that come together to to get your inches to score him. It's pretty much what it, a what's a good telltale sign that you got a deer over five years old. I mean, really, ideally, you shoot the configuration of the body. You know, just look at a teenager and then yeah. about a 25-year-old human and then a 50- or 60-year-old human, and uh, a deer's body kind of pretty much uh, simulates that. <laughs> they, uh, you know, the size of the neck and the big chest and then the, the straight back and the wide body all the way back and even maybe a little sway back with a, with a gut on him. You know, a little beer gut. And it, uh, the story when you get him on the ground, though, you can go to his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's, same uh, as me. that's it. Just uh, after he's dead, and you can open his mouth and look at his teeth and, and age him yeah, that way. As far as live, uh, live score aging and all that, it's you just got to be careful with it. I've seen deer we thought were probably going to be four or five, and, you, and they don't even have a number four tooth. So they're like probably 10, 9, something like that. Oh, wow. Old, old yeah, the snow. oldest deer I saw down there one year, uh, my son's boss shot a – Tim shot a uh, a nine-point, and that deer was nine and a half years old. Yeah. He was he was wow. almost gumming that corn. He had more – those yeah. corn were worn all the way down to the gum line. Just around. <laughs> I'm surprised he could still crunch corn without knocking his teeth out. He was old. <laughs> yep. Wow. 
Wow, that's incredible. So, I mean, and ideally you want to shoot a deer in the four and five and six year range, right? Yeah. You don't even want to make them, you don't even want to let them get to six. Yeah, if, yeah. if he's four, you know, he's got to be really good to take a four. You know, if he's he's really exceptional, yeah, but most time five, six, seven years old, and they'll start yeah. the down, downhill slide. Want them to breed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, want, you definitely want those genetic, genetics to uh, – continue on right well what else did you see down there man anything else you see how about Bob I, never, I never saw i saw a badger but i never saw a coyote or uh, a pig you know everything what? was so nocturnal plus i was there on the full moon too never saw any rattlesnakes oh. guitar day wanted me to get him a snake skin but didn't work out yeah, I know Casey killed a big one, a big old timber rattler. I think he told me uh, the last time he was down there, and uh, but he did tell me that you know the javelinas were around, uh, you know a bunch of javelinas and and. Uh, yeah, we saw uh, them nasty things, corn thieves is what I call them, and they run your deer off too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about uh, how about I mean how about immigrants? Is the sign of immigrants slow down a little bit or? Uh, no, it's uh. You don't, you don't see as much traffic through your hunts like you did because, I mean, the door is open. Just come in and tell your tell them, hey, you know, I'm seeking yeah, asylum. Get... I'm leaving. A, a, I'm oppressed in my country. I'm leaving. But, uh, no, yeah, they... those guys are busy. The helicopter was out a bunch. But I never had a hunt run this year, you know, by a group of them walking through. Nah, they go right to the, they go to the bridge and walk yeah, across. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to. But the border's supposed to be closed. It's supposed to be closed. Yeah. <laughs> if you walk across that bridge, you to get you get your check, get you some money, get your phone, get your bus ticket. That's it. County, get you some some uh, health insurance. You know they take care of. Them. Yeah, that's uh, it's well, a mess. That's, it's a mess. I mean, that's, and it, you know, and you know, we we do things different down there now. We don't uh, used to. You just leave your keys in the truck and put your rifle oh, yeah. in there. And uh, instead of carrying it in, the, in and out of the house, I don't like guns walking in and out, you know. But uh, it's a little different deal nowadays. You got to, you got to lock down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Elliot's camp was always being broken into. You know, we'd leave water and food out on the porch, but now you don't even already see them. But when I did go down there a month or so back, I think they had seven or eight guys lined up about a mile out down the road headed towards town and every one of them had backpacks so we'll figure they were packing some dope or something most time that's yeah. uh that's usually the case yeah. you see them you know and then other times you'll see the guy in the lead he's the coyote who's oh, yeah. trafficking them across and they'll be following him through the brush because he knows every little deer trail there is to get through there oh, yeah. and get around border checkpoints and all that stuff so it's a, it's a big game. It's, a it was, it was good. It, it's just a, it's just a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they're not burning too much on the hunt. So, I mean, they got, they got to realize too, that it's, it is a deer season and it's probably not a, you know, your chances get shot probably up, up a little bit during this time of the year. I mean, mind you, nobody wants to shoot somebody and know as a human being. No, I don't but there's think. always a chance of a stray bullet yeah. or something, you know, a exactly. miss. somebody misses their, their deer. And, yeah, uh, definitely. 
But I noticed, um, you know, a lot of times uh, before when you'd get a big walk through like that, you wouldn't see any deer for probably a day and a half, all that human scent everywhere, you know, just walking through and uh, through their uh, domain, and it kind of ruined hunting for a day or two. Yeah. Casey Casey said that uh, basically, you know, he has a – you know, when the big group come through, he used to just get out of the stand and come back, you know, and he said now he hangs out for a couple of hours because some of the deer will come back, you know, that yeah. once the people walk a little bit. Well, they may be getting acclimated to it. They may be getting used to all the traffic. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, you got piles of clothes everywhere all the time and trash and everything else. Oh, I yeah. Mean, Water bottles and bags yeah. and, you know, just wrappers, just litter everywhere. Yeah. Crazy times we live in, man. Crazy times. Really is, well, buddy. Really is. On a completely South separate. Texas looks good, man. That uh, I was really impressed. Once I broke through Freer, heading down south, you can tell where all the critical rain came at the right time because it just starts getting greener. And uh, plus, they hadn't had any frost. They, we did have one light frost one morning. It was 39, 38, 39. Kind of in the low bottoms, it would get down to about 37. But uh, we did have some frost one morning. Boy, that was a crisp morning. I saw so many deer that day. My goodness. Mm. They, those deer love that <coughs> weather change, man. Oh, yeah. And I get when it's cold. Yeah. Now, the cold and no wind. Everything's a little green still. Casey yes. said it, uh, you know, they would, when, I, when we went right before hunt season, uh man i mean we were we were literally having to break trails through the oh, yeah. some of the grass had grown up so high almost up to the windshield wipers you oh, know yeah. it was crazy wow. and uh apered off a little bit you know they figured it was going to be a real good year because of it you know and i think that overall i think uh the consensus is it was a good year they, yeah, well, they I didn't think it's, it's helped a lot in horn development you know because they got the nutrients they need you know for growing bigger horns and bigger bodies and all that not to mention, yeah. you know, whoever protein feeds them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I've ever seen a terrible bad deer down there, to tell you the truth. I think they no, tapered that's deer off. country down there. Horse Casey's place up around Carrizo Springs. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good deer country through there. I've got a good <laughs> friend that killed a uh, book deer there in uh, the Catula area. Yeah, I guess years, she hunted every Years back, a big 10-pointer went 188. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a big deer. That's a good that his, man. Beautiful. His uh, borders. Uh, he's got uh, the Zachary Zachary Construction uh, Ranch borders uh -huh. one side of it. That is uh, who's the guy from Toyota? I mean, it's like a hundred fifty thousand acres or something. Frigate or something like that. He's right across the highway. It's like hundred something thousand acres. Yeah, got he, several ranches in Africa. You know, oh yeah. I don't even know if they ever eat that. I don't even, you don't even see people on that side of the ranch. I think they're over on that red sand side of that ranch. Yeah. Mm. He's got, I mean, you know, Elliot's ranch, too, is broken up. It's not like a big old huge plot. It goes down. It kind of makes like an L. So yeah. he kind of has, he's got a real good situation where he's got uh, some of the game trails kind of go through at different places. And, right. you know, it's, they come and hunker down, per se, on his property. But he does have a lot of, uh, you know, transient trails that go through it and stuff like oh, that yeah. nobody's got only one side has a 
offense, right? Yep, Zach Reed and offense, they're sad. Yeah, and that was just to keep some of their bigger bucks, you know, from jumping across. And they only have a high fence on one side of the ranch, right? It's not yeah. even just splitting between him yeah, and Village. It, it was kind of interesting after they put that high fence up, watching them dare try to jump it. It was crazy. They tried to jump oh, it? Oh, man, several bucks tried to get over that fence. They get pretty close, but I've never seen one make it. No. Yeah, we, no. the county road we hunt off of, it runs through all the property there. Uh, there's kind of a there's a cattle garden, and there's kind of a high spot where the road graders have made a little mound there to the right. And uh, when those big deer want to get on the other side of that high fence of that county road, they'll uh, get on that hump and they can clear it. They can jump over there. And get oh, yeah, they were, yeah, it was close. They were getting close. I seen a lot of them eat. eat I don't want to say, yeah, eat crap or whatever. But <laughs> it's kind of fun, but it's not funny. But they try. Uh, oh yeah, especially on, right the, within the first the first hunting year, they were definitely trying. Yeah. And uh, those bucks will pin those does up against those high fences. They'll push them to it where they can uh, contain them, where they can get oh, to yeah. them better. And uh, yeah, we saw and a lot I, of that going on while I was down there. They were pushing those does up against high fences. You know, I went down there this year and did quite a bit of mowing along them high fences. And I've seen some places that I, I think that if they're not overly big, aren't, they can probably get under a few of them holes. I mean, oh, them yeah. fences, you, you got to ride them all the time or people's cutting them they got other varmints digging under them that yeah. it's not 100 but, yeah. but i mean it works but yeah them holes still, are real bad about digging under a high fence yeah there was i seen some big holes underneath it yeah i'm sure there's a few bucks or does or something going under there yeah. and then you got the hispanics or the illegals you know they're always cutting holes and everything yeah yeah anyway well, yeah, it, uh, you know, he, he's, he, as a matter of fact, it, I mean, the, there was so much grass this year. They, they cut back on their protein. They tried to save a little money this year. I think he only had one, I think they had maybe two weekend hunters, you know, it, it was yeah. very bare minimum. I think they only took about six or eight deer off that, off that property this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the grass is so good. They cut back on the protein and, and, uh, I don't. I think they cut back a lot on the corn, even, but that's basically all they fed this year. And you said he said that uh, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, that the the, uh, the antlers are about the same as they were last year. Oh yeah, big yeah. Area. Protein comes into play when you know when you don't have all the other nutrients for them. You know, when you have yeah. a real bad drought drought times, and it works. You got that natural food out there. That's what the ticket is, I think. But who knows? Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, looks like uh, looks like it was a good year, and looking like a, a better year this year. I think uh, you know, on on the home front here, man, we're gonna uh, turn around and look at doing some uh, probably a Wahoo trip or something like that here in the near future. Um, you know, they they've been catching a lot of yellowfin out there at the, at the, right. uh, yep. at the tuna ground right now too. So might end up doing one of those trips. That'd be nice. Yeah. You ready for some tuna? Yeah. I'm not a big tuna fan. Right. I don't like to eat tuna. I'm I just not a big fan. I sure like to catch them. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I'm I on the fence about that. But one big hundred pounder will do me. I tell you what, I like I like watching you catch one. How about that? There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't mind catching a couple. Of I'll run the video camera and watch you catch it, money, and then uh, yeah, you cut me a couple of big steaks uh, off that booger, uh, and that, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, I'll put that stand-up tackle on and do battle. Oh That's man, it. do some winching. I'm gonna bring. I'll bring you a steak too when we do. We'll we'll make it out this springtime for sure. We we're every year up since I've been doing this show. I've always been talking about going and catching that bluefin tuna. That thing is like my you know, it's been a ghost for me years. <laughs> but this year is gonna be the year. I'm gonna yeah. go get one this year for sure. Good luck. Yeah. I think I need someone. As long as I can keep all the other people away from me for a little bit. Normally I get. I get the month of March basically, so that so the Wahoo tournaments are uh, January, February, and March. Everybody's at the gardens or trying to kill yeah, a bunch right. of Wahoo. They leave them tuna grounds alone, yeah. you know. So I basically get the end of March to go be out there by myself, and uh, that's about the time they show up. And yep. normally they like first part of April. So by the time I got you know about got them figured out. Next thing you know, I got a pile of people out there with me, and it's back to yeah. slim pickings. Yeah, they'll know. slip you a curveball or change up now and then. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, throw out some uh, information, some numbers. Somebody wants to get with y'all and do some blue water fishing this year. Yeah, man. Give us a call at any time at 979-417-1013 or go to our website, stsladventures.com. We're still kind of uh, kicking around what, what – uh, what we're going to do, the, the calendar's not quite open yet, so uh, we're it should be up in the next few weeks, I think. So uh, right, give us the holiday questions. All right. Well, y'all have a good new year. Looking for greener and uh, cleaner pastures. I'll talk to y'all next week. Hang in there. All right. All right, Go later, boys. All right. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.